Hey everyone, I'm Diana Matthews. Welcome to Feminist Wednesday's Beaver Talk, the podcast where we give Hollywood unsolicited advice about feminism. Join us as we deep dive into all the things that fire us up about film and television, the glorious, the misogynistic, and the groundbreaking. This is Beaver Talk. everybody i feel like a little squeaky mouse here and i feel so alone because erin is on maternity leave for the next couple of months she is very missed as i look over to her empty seat in the studio and kent puts up a barricade so i can't see it um but we're wishing all the best to the new mama and her daughter we love you erin Uh, Today, I wanted to start things out by kind of trying something different. It's the beginning of 2019. It's the beginning of a new film season. Um, And over the break, I was in New York with my family, and I feel like I watched like 8 million movies a day. Uh, So I was really excited to come back to the studio uh, at the beginning of January here and start recording and start reflecting on some of the things I've been watching. So we're going to try something new where I'm going to just kind of talk about a movie that I saw over the break. And then I'm going to share three things that I think I'm excited for and I think that you, Bettys, should keep an eye out for as well. So today I'm going to be talking about On the Basis of Sex, which is the new movie starring Felicity Jones and Army Hammer, directed by Mimi Letter, um, about Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And this movie, if you haven't heard of it, it was kind of a sleeper and it was kind of overlooked in the hubbub of awards season. Um, You know, the documentary RBG came out earlier in 2018, and I feel like this movie kind of struggled to land on its feet and struggled to find a place, which is really unfortunate in my eyes because I think the story is so important. And I think Ruth Bader Ginsburg um, is somebody that women should all know about, but men as well. You know, we all need to know who the women are who have been fighting for our rights and continue to fight for our rights. She's still uh, seated on the Supreme Court um, and has been in the news lately because she's 85 years old and fell last fall and broke a few ribs. Um, But what I'm trying to say is we all need to know this story. And I think that when I was watching On the Basis of Sex, I just realized that I want more, 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 more movies made like this. So jumping into it, The movie uh, could be lumped in kind of with any other biopic, I think, in a noisy media landscape that we currently live in, where it's just like big budget superhero movie after big budget movie um, and a lot of like binge worthy series on Netflix. It's kind of hard for quiet movies like On the Basis of Sex to really find an audience and really get teeth um, to make an impact. But To me, this movie felt revolutionary on so many levels. So it's not exactly a sequel to the documentary RBG, but the two definitely work hand in hand to kind of showcase the brilliance and lifelong dedication of Justice Bader Ginsburg to achieve equality before the law for women in the United States. If you haven't seen RBG, I think you need to watch it before this movie, and then you need to listen to the episode of Beaver Talk about it. It doesn't feel fair to like compare the two. They're not really meant to be taken together, but RBG kind of provides the rich storytelling, important context and insight into Ruth's incredible career and sets a really nice foundation for the micro storyline that's talked about in On the Basis of Sex. 
So when the film opens, uh, Ruth is starting into her first semester at Harvard Law School. It kind of quickly becomes clear that she not only has to go above and beyond her male counterparts to get any kind of respect from her profs, but she also has to navigate the blatantly, sex- blatantly sexist culture at the school um, with the loving and supportive family life she has with her husband, Marty, and their little baby girl. Um, so from the beginning, Ruth is like super determined and it's so inspiring to watch her because I think what I really loved about On the Basis of Sex is from the outset, she's not impostery. She knows she's meant to be there. She knows that she wants to be a part. She knows she wants to be a lawyer and wants to pursue this as a career, but it's kind of seen as uh, nobody's really taking her seriously at the school. Her profs are constantly questioning why she's there. You know, her cohort basically ignores her. She's not called upon in class to answer any questions. And it just... It just is a mark of the time. Harvard only started letting women attend their law school in 1950, which was six years before Ruth got there. And so women like Ruth Bader Ginsburg and the other women who were attending law school at the time weren't just navigating a really difficult path, but they were actually trailblazing a new one. So they were the first ones to kind of enter into this realm and and have to figure out and navigate what that means and what that looks like. So... Despite being at the top of her class after Ruth uh, leaves Harvard and goes to Columbia, she has a really hard time getting hired by any law firm, which is a story that's also talked about in RBG. And she goes to interview after interview and is turned down because she's a woman. And at one firm, the man uh, interviewing Ruth praises her, (laughs) telling her that like any firm would be lucky to have her and lucky to have her intelligence and is sympathizing about how difficult the job search has been for her. And it's so heartbreaking because at the end of the interview, he says, you know, all the partners at this firm are male and and their wives get really jealous, so we can't hire you. And I think what it just shows is that even the people who do see her and do see her brilliance um, can't, can't hire her. It's just a total symptom of the time. And I think as a woman um, watching this movie, I just felt so... I felt so seen by, you know, the un- feeling underestimated and feeling like even though people see, people may see how brilliant and, uh, and, and intelligent you are, they still don't want to give you the opportunities. And I think that that's one of the aspects of On the Basis of Sex that I appreciated so deeply. It's not a noisy movie. It's not a loud movie. It's not smacking you over the head with the message, although at times it does get a little bit, <laughs> a little bit preaching to the choir. But I think what I appreciated are these moments where Ruth just kind of has to take her lumps and navigate a new path and solve the problems that are ahead of her by just jumping over the hurdles again and again and again. So there's a lot in this movie that's not note perfect, historically accurate, but I think it shows so much more the way that Ruth and all women are continually and systemically underestimated and discriminated against just for the purposes of keeping us down. I think the reason why On the Basis of Sex and RBG felt so profound to me is that they tell a story we don't often get to see. Everyone should know Ruth Bader Ginsburg's name and the tremendous accomplishments and lifelong dedication she's upheld to protecting and fighting for women's rights. While both movies are kind of preaching to an audience who already have are fans of the Notorious B.I.G., oh, 
RBG. My bad. I walked out of the theater feeling like I just wanted more. I wanted more stories like this. I feel like for every 10 biopics, we get like two about women and they're not even that well made. Um, For every 10 biopics about men, we get two that are about women and they're just never on the same level. And the ones made about men are held to a lower standard than the ones made about women. And I think part of the discrimination that on the basis of sex faced as a movie is it was being compared to RBG, which is a great documentary and had such a clear vision and such a clear, um, you know, it, it was a movie to be celebrated. It was a glimpse the first time that Ruth Bader Ginsburg's story has been told on the big screen. And I think that on the basis of sex kind of struggled to continue that momentum and also step out of the shadows created by RBG. So it was a little bit weird for me at the end of this movie because I was sitting in the theater sobbing and I was the only one crying. It was, I went to a screening on a random Saturday morning um, and the theater wasn't full, but there was, I would say about 30 people there. And I was just so overcome with emotion. I felt like it should be shown in every school across the country. I think men and women need to know this history and use both movies as jumping off points to deep dive into feminist and civil rights. Given everything happening in the world, the history of what Ruth Bader Ginsburg was a part of and women like her and the men like her who have led movements to achieve equality, It's the utmost importance to know and understand how far we've come and what we've achieved, but more importantly, what we need to continue to fight for and what remains unfair. Uh, Michelle Obama talked last year that we cannot expect anyone to fight for us. It's all of our responsibilities to push for what's right and just in this world. On the basis of sex provides the history, but it's up to us to determine the future. And I think that part of the reason why I was sobbing at the end of this movie was because I felt that responsibility so profoundly and I just felt so much gratitude for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And there's a really lovely moment at the end of the movie that I don't want to spoil for you. We typically talk about spoilers on this show, but it surprised me so much that I want you to have, I want you to have that moment and I want, I want you to have that impact from the movie. Um, But at the very end, there's a really gorgeous tribute and I think that you should all watch it and find out for yourselves. Looking ahead, there's a lot I'm excited for this year. And as I'm kind of going down my list, I'm realizing what I'm really excited for are actually a few things I missed out on last year. (laughs) But looking at the list, I'm so excited to read Becoming by Michelle Obama. Of course, this is her memoir, and it was receiving a lot of praise toward the end of 2018. Um, and I know Erin is keen to do an episode about it when she gets back after maternity leave. So definitely keep your ears out for that one. I'm also so excited to see Vox Lux starring Natalie Portman as a pop star trying to make her comeback. The music is by Sia and I just feel like this movie embodies everything that I love and I'm so excited to see these women team up. So really looking forward to seeing that it already came out, but I'm going to catch it on streaming. Um, And last but not least, I cannot wait to see Destroyer with Nicole Kidman. The trailer scares the hell out of me and I just, I can only watch it once and I haven't been able to watch it again. So I know I need to go see the movie and just keep myself awake at night for the next two months. Um, So excited to see it. Please let me know what you're looking forward to, what you're watching. If you saw the basis of, uh, on the basis of sex, I'd love for you to 
reach out and share your thoughts. Um, email beavertalkpodcast at gmail.com. Kent, thanks so much to, for spending your Wednesdays with us. And uh, we'll hope you have a great week, buddies. Happy Feminist Wednesday. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production. Hey!